Hey guys, Harrison here from the Startup Diary. Now, I'm actually just in my office at home doing some editing today. That's why the sound on this microphone in particular isn't the greatest. Uh, but this is just a quick announcement to say uh, about five minutes into the show, there's a little bit of uh, an audio gremlin that comes in. It just sounds like a bit of static for just for uh, about 30 seconds or so. It does go away. So please bear with us. Hopefully it's not too painful, but I just wanted to let you know because uh, we have a few people writing sometimes letting us know. I really appreciate that. So this is me just putting the effort in to let you guys know we're aware of it uh, and apologies. Enjoy the show. Great show by Sammy Sepp. First podcast I've ever listened to. Currently working in a large corporate, venturing into new markets. Trying to cut through the treacle is hard work, especially with the pace we're trying to work at. Great tips. Love it. And guys, if we have broke your podcast virginity and this is the first podcast you have ever listened to, please drop us an email. And if you are a regular listener to the show and you haven't left us that review in iTunes yet, open the app, leave that five-star review and tell us where and when you listen to this show. On that note, let's get into episode 224 of the Startup Diary podcast where we are talking about pricing structures for a new service. Harry, I understand today we are tackling a listener question and it's not just any listener. This is Alison, who is a member of our private Slack community. And if you don't know what that is, guys, go back, look through the episodes and you will see a title referencing Slack. Harry, give it a read. Hi, guys. Wow. That episode was made for me. Uh, by the way, the subject of this line was referring to episode 218. Uh, if you've not listened to that, go back and listen. It was, uh, I believe... Take action or unsubscribe. So hopefully we hit home for a few guys, uh, guys and gals. What's uh, crazy about it is our, subscri- our subscriber <laughs> count has gone up since that day. <laughs> uh, the, the, wow, that episode was for me. I'm a massive uh, consumer and although I do take some actions and I definitely sent a LinkedIn request to Timo Bolt, I don't do nearly enough. I'm currently working on pricing new services. I would love to know your thoughts on pricing a service. What things do you take into consideration? Is it purely the value to the customer slash client? And if so, how do you determine the value to the customer? Or do you take time spent on the service as the key factor? To give you a bit of context, my my service is going to include reviewing and analyzing business processes providing a report on how to improve them and then a further service of implementation and management. It's all about creating automation around admin processes for my clients and saving them time. I want to make their processes work harder for them rather than the other way around. Thank you so much for the episode. It's a massive wake-up call for me and with my rebrand to Innovate Collaborate next week, September 3rd, I am now even more motivated to make it work. Love the show, guys, and can't wait to hear your response. That is from Alison Couples. Alison, thank you so much for sending in that question. This is the first time I've actually heard it. I guess it's sent directly into you, Harry? Yeah, yeah. Perfect, Alison. Thanks for that. And also, thanks for just being a rock star in our Slack community. Um, I wish I had a, a lot more time. It's just consistently you are picking that up, mm. adding conversations in and really driving that forward. So just from me, a huge thank you to that. So let's get into it. So you've got a business and I'm going to try and 
sort of condense this down so I really understand the questions. You've got a business that basically, like a paratrooper, like you're in the SAS, you fly in. Harry's got a weird look on his face. <laughs> I'm confused. I read it. It sounds like I read a completely no, this, different email to what you, no, you this heard. Is, this is what I heard when you were painting this picture. Uh, what Alison does is she flies in, she gets dropped in enemy lines into a new business and her job there is to basically go and look at the landscape, work out what's going on, fix it and then disappear. Okay, that's what, I don't know why I applied like a military, that's how I generally imagine this thing going on. She like swoops in, solves the issue and then flies out over to the next business. And the question is, is how do you go about pricing such a service? For me, there's there's a there's a bigger there's a not a bigger question, but there's something that I just would need to understand to really drive some value into this. So we'll probably go down the two different routes, and Harry just dig in and quiz me and stop me whenever yep. you want to. It depends on what you're trying to build this business into, Alison. It feels to me like you are best in class at this. You have previous experience that allows you to basically go in and build processes for a business. And it's whether you're trying to build this into a company that you have staff that you then train up on your process to then roll out and allow your staff to go and do this, swoop in and fix the problem. Or are you trying to build this into a solopreneur business, which is a consultancy, which means that you are the only per in your head, you believe you are the only person that you could trust enough to go and deliver this sort of work to clients and your goal is actually to build the most profitable consultancy where it's just you. And maybe you've got someone in the team that sort of does the admin or the accounts or, the, or whatever that is, but you are the person that needs to go in and actually do the work. I think depending on what you want to do with the business, in my opinion, would depend on the pricing and the structure of how you roll this out. Or, or maybe I'm actually just second guessing myself now. I think if we look at it from a consultancy basis first, you need a track record. And this is where I think too many people get fancy with trying to work out, I'm I'm driving so much value for my clients, they should be paying me a thousand pounds a day. Yeah. So there's so many companies that, I, in my opinion, get caught up in that mentality and attitude that they miss out on an opportunity to actually prove your worth. Yeah, well, she's, she's kind of asking... At the, so there's there's two angles and that's exactly what you're saying. It's like, do you just price it based purely on the value to the customer or the client or do you just put it about, does she just charge by the hour for now? Yeah, and, and they, they are two like very, uh, I don't want to say the word generic, but they are two different pricing structures mm. that, that people need to know about. There's basically cost plus pricing, which is it, it, my time is worth X. I take this salary out of the business. Uh, so let's just say, my time is X. What I need to do is make the business 20% margin. So I just take my time and add 20%, mm. which is cost plus pricing, which is my time. That's one option. The other option is value-based pricing, which is it's irrelevant the amount of time that I spend. And there's a great video on Facebook that I saw probably about a year ago now, which was there's a nuclear power station melting down. Okay, And, there's, and that one of the guys who helped build the power station is basically flown in from the other side of the world to help fix the problem. And he goes, okay, my fee is going to be a million pounds. He goes, okay, it's worth it. It's a nuclear power station. It's going to go bang. So the guy gets flown in and he walks down to the basement and he looks at this gauge and then he flicks three switches and everything calms down and then he walks off and gives them a bill. And they're like, we can't give you a million pounds for that. And you go, no, but you've basically hired me for my experience and my knowledge and my value. 
I've done the problem, whether it takes me a second or whether it takes me a year, I've fixed your problem. And that's value-based pricing. I think one of the problems that smaller, younger businesses have is they try and get fancy with value-based pricing before they've actually proven and built a track record. And the truth of the matter is, is the price that you can get paid is what the market will pay you. You might get better at sales and might be able to command a higher rate, but I would personally set myself like a roadmap, which is right now I just want to be busy and have clients that will help me win new business. So then you're actually not looking for the, the dollar amount, or sorry, the dollar amount, the pounds. <laughs> Don't know why I went for dollars. You're not actually looking for the pounds up front in terms of I want to get the best, most high paying clients. What you're actually saying is who are the top five clients that I can go into in these five different sectors. And I'd be that tactical. Like I want to prove that I can go into an HR business. I want to prove that I can go into a trades professional's business. I want to prove that I can go into a gym mm. owner's business. And that's what I want to do. I want to get one testimonial from each of those. And then I'd say, cool, you guys are going to get a deal. I'm worth X. And that's when you can go into, I know I'm worth a thousand pounds a day, but right now I'm looking for a testimonial in the gym space. So I'm going to go into you and I'm going to say, cool, you get it for 400. You get this thing for 400 quid a day. Cool. Go in, do that. On the basis, you give me a testimonial. Cool. Referral. Cool. Do that. And then what Alison's job is then scaling that up and saying, okay, so I'm now at 400. I've got a testimonial. And then work your way up to mm. get into that thousand pounds a day. But then you've got the job of when you're a thousand pounds a day, what are you trying to do? Are you then trying to bring new people into the business to then build your process out and scale it as if it's like a franchisee model mm. where you can give someone a handbook and say, do this for this. I don't know whether it's possible. Alice will know this. She is obviously the process queen. But I would say that's the mentality that I take. Take what the market will pay you. Be very selective on your early clients because a bad client will drain your energy and it'll completely fuck you over in terms of the... You'll just spend so much energy and you'll get frustrated. I'd rather you spend a week or two up front in being very tactical with it and understanding what spaces do I want to go into? What spaces do I want to build my authority and reputation in? And then go and hand select clients. Don't do like... Don't worry about SEM. Don't worry about SEO. Physically pick up the phone and speak to people and be like, here's what I do. Here's what I'm best in the world at. And I am working with five clients over the next two months. And I am basically working one gym owner, one tradesperson, one this, one that. And I've selected you because I think from what I'm seeing is you're a fast growing business and fast growing businesses have processes that often cost them loads of money without them even realizing it. I want to come in and make sure that your processes are working for you compared to the other way around. I think that's what Alison said. So that's the that's the approach that I take on this one. Yeah. So it sounds like the value early on for the, for any new service that you're trying to do, the value for you is you're going to get more than just the 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 paycheck at the end of providing the service to someone. Like I I can charge you fifty percent because I get to I get well you're going to give me a testimonial. The value you're giving me in return is more than the financial so i guess so long as she can at least pay her bills at the end of the month and she wants to keep the price low so she can get the testimonials and the recommendations and then she can build that proof of concept and say to a future clients hey i am worth x amount uh for the service 100 percent. i think what alison needs to look at is uh, not all money is the same mm. i would much rather work out who are the right clients for the right journey I want to go on for the next three to five years compared to how much can I charge now? And at the end of the day, you're only worth as much as people will pay you. And until you can prove it, you're going to have a really difficult time explaining the value. So I would spend a god-awful amount of time planning the next two, three, four years of the business to work out that journey. 
I would then document what you're doing publicly. Here's the business, and maybe that's one of the conditions, is I'm worth a thousand pounds a day, but uh, Mr. Gym owner, what I'm gonna do for you is I'm gonna give it 400 because I wanna show people just how good I am. And what I do is I document it on a podcast or a YouTube channel mm. or however I do it. So then the next dude who's interested in hiring me can see my process, can see what I'm like, and I can explain I'm a thousand pounds a day. Go and watch that four-part documentary series of how mm. I took the gym owner from X to Y go and watch that. So build your own case studies and document it so people can come along that journey. That will build loads of trust and authority and content. It'll also force you to make every single one of your clients into a case study. If you're taking on a client that's not a case study, don't take them on. Cool. I mean, like ju- just thinking back, uh, looking, looking at the video work that we did, obviously we've said it before on a show, but the early work that we did, we were charging not nothing obviously we were charging something but we charged so uh, little in comparison to what we charge now but that was because it wasn't a proven um service that we provided it wasn't a proven quality like they we didn't have a portfolio to say look this is what we can do do you want to pay for it so like they they were the early they were the early people in the door so we 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 were getting more value from them because the pro- the the end result that we got from that service was something that we could show to future clients. Hundred so. percent, and we picked brands. We did that with brands that we know have a reputation in in our market, and it happens fast. If you think about what we charge Monument day one, because mm-hmm. they were huge believers in what we did, and they just got it before most of the people. They got a deal, like, mm. and now we're eight, seven, uh, seven to eight times higher, and that's in eighteen months. Like seven to eight times yeah. higher in 18 months because we've proven our value and we've got this track record now. So, no, six six times higher, just doing the quick math. Um, so, it doesn't have Soon to, to be 10 times. It, <laughs> it doesn't have to take that long to get your price up, but it allows you to command a higher price much faster if you prove you're as good as you say you are. The portfolio is invaluable to future customers. Portfolio, brands, testimonials, and documenting. That's what I do, Alison. And if you've got any follow-up to this, you know where we are. You're in the Slack community. You're basically running that Slack channel. Thank you so much. <laughs> and guys, if you have a question and you want to get it onto this show, it's super simple. Harrison, how do they do it? The email, just like Alison did, harrison at experttrades.com. Two T's in the middle and one S at the end. And if you're not yet following us on Instagram, if you don't have an Instagram account, it's worth creating one just to follow our account at Startup Podcast. You get to see a bit behind the scenes. You get to see a bit of my personal life in terms of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. And you get to see all the creative that Harry is doing to help distribute this show and keep the listeners finding us. Thank you so much for making it this far in this show and we can't wait for you to tune in next time as we talk more about our business and answering your listener questions.